as soon as judas recognized that his plan was not in god's plan and that jesus was now condemned to death because of him judas we are told repents and then second he gives back the 30 pieces of silver and proceeds to hang himself how many of you have ever heard that part of the story how many of you even knew that judas repented it is an important part of the story the 30 pieces of silver are important too the gospel of matthew has the chief priest conferring and saying to one another it is not lawful to put them into the treasury since it is the it is the price of blood and then the gospel matthew includes a quote from jeremiah the quote is this they took the 30 pieces of silver the price of him upon whom a price had been set and they gave them for the potter's field the original context of this quote has the prophet zechariah indicating the temple authorities for corruption by depositing tainted money in the treasury which seems early similar to what the dilemma the authorities face here with regard to judas purchasing the potter's field allowed the authorities to avoid putting the money in the treasury it allowed them to get rid of the money and judas body in a place where no one was likely to ask any question but the significance of potter's field goes deeper the potter's field was clay ground it wasn't any good for growing crops or sustaining life the only thing it was good for was clay the potter would go there to get clay to make useful things to turn the useless into the useful and because the potter was the only one to go there it was also the place where gentiles and unclaimed nobodies would be buried now doesn't that strike you as fascinating remembering that every detail mentioned in scripture has meaning isn't the isn't it fascinating that judas was buried in the potter's field several times in the scripture god is said to be like a potter who works and reworks the vessel until it seems good to him could the potter's field symbolize hope by suggesting to us that maybe just maybe god wasn't finished reshaping and remolding the broken vessel known as judas this is the point at which the fascination with the judas turned to fear on the one hand we kind of like the idea that god's grace could extend even to the likes of judas but on the other hand we know god is just and righteous so wouldn't justice and righteousness demand judas eternal condemnation this is frightening for us because we don't want a pushover wishy-washy god who forgives everyone right but either do we want god whose grace cannot save even those whom we have labeled as hopeless and as soon as 
our minds start going off in all those different directions we suddenly realize we are doing it we are acting like we know better than god we are acting like judas and that can really frighten us i mean what judas never realized what he couldn't imagine was that perhaps just perhaps the plan god had in mind was bigger than anything he had ever thought of after all judas was not the only disciple to betray jesus due to limited understanding peter famously denied knowing jesus three times but the resurrected jesus allowed peter the opportunity to repent by expressing his love for jesus three times and then it was off to the races it was time to live god's plan for the whole of the world the same is true for us god's plan are always bigger and better than our plans i assure you god's plan for your life is bigger and better than anything you have come up with so far